I've got the boys together. Jonas. So do what? Spank the bastards. Warning. Hang with the boys contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended or you're a superhero, do not continue to listen. Pardon my French. Fuck those fuckers. All right. So moving on from that image. What happened? To the plot and story of this season so far. It it remains to be seen where each of their story, the character stories and each of the little subplots will take everybody this season, but they are revving up. They are starting to move things forward, which you I mean, you kind of have to, you're three episodes out of eight. You're almost halfway through. And I feel like most of it though, was kind of in, I don't know. I'd say maybe the first and the third episode really, but the first two were kind of designed to move things forward. And this is kind of where I felt that it's a little flabby with how they did things. Because it feels like the intent of the first two episodes was to lay down the general framework and show where each of our characters currently is, what life is like for them at this point, how the world as a whole is now handling the bought Nazi scandal and the fallout from Starfront or Starfront Stormfront and what that looks like for everybody because time has passed. And this is kind of where I said, like, it feels like a different showrunner took over and they're trying to back up and tell us all the stuff we missed just in case we hadn't watched the last couple of season seasons because that is all a lot of things we've already known about but it still does take up a prevalence a prevalent amount of time so the most interesting like new development and what it seems like the bulk of the moving plot for this season is is built around soldier boy what really happened to him and if in fact as Queen Maeve's intel might be leading to, there was a weapon used by the Russians that killed him. And apparently he's just as strong or same level as Homelander. Now, I don't know if that's 100% true in the comic books, but uh, that that's exciting. Now, honestly. you read the comic books, right? I, I read I like not. the first couple oh. issues. I didn't read the whole thing. Now, let me ask you this. Are you guys bummed that most of Jensen's scenes are most likely going to be flashbacks. I think they're going to be f- to a point. He has to show up in. I don't think he's dead. I don't think so either. I'm hoping that's the case, though. There is going to be a lot of people pissed. of supernatural backlash. And I, I told this that I said this to Thomas. I <laughs> yeah. said I can. I haven't gone to social media since Friday when it comes to the supernatural stuff or when it comes to the Jensen stuff, I have a hashtag saved on my tweet deck app and I did, I've just ignored it because I already know the supernatural fandom. They're going to hate this. Character. They're going to be annoyed. Yes. They're probably going to hate him, but I also think they're going to be annoyed because he has been put on the front of a lot of the marketing Jensen. Yeah. Even no. in, even in front of Carl Urban yeah. and Anthony Starr. Well, how does that make sense? But- so he's, and he hasn't been in three episodes. So I feel like a lot of the supernatural fans are going to feel like it's a bait and switch. Where is my Jensen? He's not in the show. Now me he, personally, trust me, he ain't your Jen, Jensen in the show. <laughs> me personally, I'm okay with it because the, the series itself seems to be, as Thomas was saying, completely revolving around him yeah. as a character. Yeah. So because of that, I am okay with waiting to see him. It does feel a little strange with how much promotion 
I would say I do given. feel a little bait and switch. Do you? So far. We're almost halfway through the season, and he was, I'd say, 80% of all the marketing material yeah. and all the interviews. and all. There was not nearly as many interviews with Carl Urban and Anthony Starr as there were Jensen, the boys, Supernatural, Kripke, yeah, Jerkoff Fest. You know what? So to me, I'm like, I've gotten five minutes out of almost half the season. And it reminds me of season 10 was like Demon Dean, the season of Demon Dean is three episodes. Yeah, but yeah. Kripke didn't like, do season 10. So. No, he didn't. But that's what I'm saying is that I but do the, feel right now a little bait and switch. I'm not thing, surprised. I think they will probably either A, he's not dead and he's going to come back like a real Captain America comic book story where he was in stasis or some shit like the Winter Soldier or B... It, it will all be flashbacks, but there's going to be a, like a major thing. There has to still be a major scene with him. Yeah. So uh, the other thing I I'm okay with him being 80% of the marketing because we've already had two seasons of Homelander and butcher. Okay. So I get that. So pushing a new character isn't anything new as far as any type of promoting or marketing goes. I think the thing that concerns me is I want to see Jensen interact with the characters that we know. I want to yeah. see him interact with Homelander. I want to see him interact with Butcher. So that's the whole point. Like I want to see this Stan character. Edgar. Yes. I want to see that. So I, I think I'm hoping that he's not dead. I'm, I'm yeah. fingers I, crossed. I don't think he is, I don't but think I don't he think is. he is yeah. either. But the thing is that if he's not dead, then that means the weapon that they're looking for. Oh, is I worthless. think, I think they're chasing a red herring. I think they're absolutely so. chasing nothing. And what'll happen is they will reveal that he's alive and it'll be a second problem now that they have to deal with. Or maybe well, they'll think they can, home, yeah. maybe we can use home, Soldier Boy versus Homelander or something like that. Like, I think he's not dead. I think that's going to come into play. This is my question. And this is sheerly ignorant of me because I've never read the boys comic. So there may be people mm. out there that have, that are listening right now saying. So don't hate Mike. Yeah, saying, dude, of course. Of course, dude. But is, the, is Soldier Boy a bad guy? Is he evil like all of these other superheroes? I think he's just a douche. Okay. I, I think he's just a know. douche. If I, I remember read. correctly, he's he's just kind of a douche. Because bag. I would like to have a character That's not that a is just possibly a douche, but not a bad person. So side what's note, the likelihood of everybody with superpower just being an utter piece of crap? Well, that's one, really. Yeah. So do you that's think Supersonic is genuine? I think he's a turn and a good guy and wants to help her. Or do you think he's going to betray the fuck out? I think of he's going to betray the, I think he's going to let it, the, 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 the shit go we to his head. We talking about the Mexican dude? Yeah. yeah. Supersonic. Oh, he, he's going to be a dick, he's, right? He's going to let See, it go to his I head and become he's, an asshole. He's absolutely going to betray the fuck out of her. Yep. And, and that's the thing. I really do wish there was like a few him. more good heroes or good soups. A little more optimism. I don't a like A little maybe. bit. Just a tiny bit. Not every he's going to try to bang Starlight terrible. Again. And yes, oh, yeah. and maybe that's not the show. Maybe the show maybe. isn't supposed to, to be optimism in the optimistic in the least. But it would be nice to see some, some hero that might thing. be on their side. Because I remember they were trying to. It felt like they were going in that direction with A Train last season. That they were going to have him flip sides, and yeah, we we talked. No, about he's that. just a he's just a shithead. Yeah, it became yeah. more about what he can do to help himself. Yeah, yeah. I, I, the thing is, dude, like, I, I just feel like power corrupts. And I think that you're not wrong. Yeah. And I mean, I that is also the point of the show. Yeah. Right? And, I, and I think, yeah. dude, I do not like supersonic. No, I don't oh, yeah. like I him. I hate him. And I, I don't like him. I don't trust and him. I also, I feel. Is it because he was basically in a band um, that's very similar to Menudo? Help. 
Oh, I just oh meant the God. boy band. Do you remember Menudo with Ricky, yes, Ma- Ricky Martin? Yeah, I remember. <laughs> Don't remind me. I tried to forget it. I, the thing is, like... <laughs> you are old, then, if you remember Menudo. I remember it, yeah. I, I, the thing is, like, I want Huey and I want Starlight to be together. I want them to be yeah. a couple. I no, like hashtag Homelight, dude. Uh, oh. uh, it's so bad. That, that felt forced. I don't know. I, I want hashtag Boy Light. Like Soldier Boy and Starlight. <laughs> oh wow! I want Soldier Boy, Boy to bang everyone. Like something so bad though. I know even, that's why I came up. No. Oh, you didn't want that. Oh, side note. Side note for all the Supernatural fans yeah. out there. Did you realize Who that was? or know that Tom Patrick that, Flannery? Okay, yes, the older yep. version. Yes, but the young version. Yes, is, is from, the yes. Antichrist yes. from Supernatural. Yep. Yes, I saw some Supernatural fans tweet out. So that's where he went. <laughs> so I, I, I. I agree. I think Supersonic is going to. Oh, yeah. He's going to betray everyone. He's going to betray her. He's going to let the the glitz and the glamour and yeah. the fame go to his head and become an asshole. Yeah. I'm afraid that'll happen too. Yeah. I, it, it just, it's scary. It, dude, it bugs me because, like, I don't want anything to happen to Starlight, but because I just absolutely yeah, think she's, she's awesome. Babe. Do you think people need to start dying? I think people do need I, to die. I do think not random. Because every time they bring in someone new, I'm like, this guy's got a 15 minutes. No, I'm of talking life. standing cast. No, that's what I'm saying. Every time they bring in someone new, I know they're not going to live for more than 15 I, minutes. I, I'm scared. Because I think I at don't... this point, some of the main characters need to be killed off. It won't be Butcher and it won't be Huey. No, but I, I mean, honestly, how much is the deep contributing to the show? Yeah. How much is, is Noir dead or not? What the fuck is Queen Maeve doing for the entire three episodes she's been in? We're not the, even been in. The, just the logical, around. the logical is MM. MM, I think, will be a tragic one. I could see Frenchie as well. Because to be perfectly honest, when you really start dissecting the last three seasons, even though I do like both characters, MM and Frenchie, they are the most disposable. Yeah, they, they don't. Are. Their stories aren't truly vital or relevant to the bigger picture. Well, especially Frenchie. I, I'm still, funny. I'm still trying to figure out his story. To be honest with you. Yeah, he's been my only singular problem in the way of story. How, Him as an actor is great, and every uh, but I don't know what his what his story is. How, how psyched were you when his old girlfriend showed up? Because I know you had the hots for. Her. Yeah, she's she's a keeper. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like with the, like, when it comes to the characters. <laughs> when it comes to the characters, I think that's where a lot of my issues kind of come from with what I've seen of season three so far. We have a few that are moving things forward, but even then, I still feel like some, I don't know, this is going to sound very arrogant, I understand Oh, that, wow. But I feel like there are a couple of times we could have had some better choices made. For example, Butcher and his vendetta is still in full effect. Totally makes sense. He's now kind of like chained down by the Huey and, and Newman's organization, and he's trying not to kill people, and it goes against his very nature. He's also trying to be better with, um, what's the kid's name? With an R? Ryan. Ryan, thank you. Uh, thank you, Ryan. Welcome. <laughs> He's trying to be better and not be his father. But at the same time, there was that parallel with him and Homelander. And we had that Homelander and him scene in which, like, what if we just burnt it all to the ground together? And him in the V24 complex having adverse effects is very much going to put him as a mirror, I think, to Homelander. That, yeah. that It'll bring out the evil demon within him that's just raging to get out. But I feel like... Well, isn't that what they say? When you become completely consumed with vengeance, you become the yeah. very thing you're... Yeah. Well, do not... Be careful when you look into the abyss. 
because the, the 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 abyss will look back into you like that the darkness within will come out if you stare too deeply into that yeah. i think you could have had and he just takes the v to fuck up a d-list hero whereas i feel like and we had that whole gun cool gun sequence when he was following him in the parking lot the first time oh yeah and he just gets away and is fine and then decides to take the v and come back how much better would it have been had gunpowder had him near death and he decided out of desperation to take it See, that's flips what the table flips the tables and murders him and then is now getting consumed by this newfound power because for the first time he's no longer playing chicken shit with the soups he's now above or equal to them they, instead he just went on a like a vengeful I, I don't know i feel like it would have been more okay impactful had he been forced and made that decision rather than in the moment rather than i'm just gonna i'm curious about this now i can see how that can work but also you feel like that was the point i feel like that's the point yeah that butcher is not thinking he is so consumed with rage that he's yeah. willing to do whatever he has to do. And there's going to be a comeuppance. There's going to, there's going to be a oh, price yeah. to pay. He's going to laser someone. He, he is essentially becoming the very thing he hunts. Yes. The thing he hates. He was willing Sam to become what he hates. To kill what he because hates. Because he hates it so much. Yeah. I mean, that to me is beautifully poetic. Yeah. I do like that. So I was okay with it. Also, you have those, they're definitely crafting some, some parallels between Butcher and Homelander. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that much is clear. They're almost on the same trajectory. Well, both of them feel like they have, like, nothing to lose at yeah. this point. He has, doesn't have Becca. He doesn't care about anything. Homelander doesn't have Ryan, and he's tired of apologizing and doesn't have Stormfront. He doesn't care about anything. And... It does feel like they're going to find some common ground in that respect with the ending of, I think it was episode two that suggested that. And at this point, they have to because it makes sense. They raise the question themselves in the episode why doesn't Homelander just kill Butcher at this point? He can find a way to find his son eventually. Yeah. He doesn't need Butcher alive, but by including or floating that idea of them possibly working together for there's a find that common ground. Well, they both have been dicked by Vought. Yes. And that's what they have in common. And yeah. especially when you see how episode two ended and episode three ended, I mean, Homelander doesn't give a fuck when it comes to Vought anymore. Yeah. So he doesn't, I have a feeling that that is exactly what's going to happen. They will work together. They're not going to be besties. And I feel like at the end of them working together, they're going to, quickly turn the guns on each other oh, yeah you know it's gonna be that classic bank robbery where you're you <laughs> rob the bank with your partner and then, then your you partner turn the turns gun. around and yeah. shoots you yeah 100 percent. i'm looking forward to that and he had that great line at in episode two if they can control me they can control you oh that's so good because that that's is that line. social commentary that is 100 percent happening right now yep I did like that, and it was incredibly depressing. It talks about <laughs> how you can control even people in power, people who are supposed to be the individuals representing you, the people who do have a, a, a monicum of power, and yet they're also being controlled. And if you're able to get to me, if they're able to get to me, you don't think they're doing this to you? So that is exactly what's happening in this country and all over the world. So that was a powerful statement. Well, it's... it's it's funny because he, in episode three, 
they have Mallory talk about the involvement during the Contra incident in the 80s and how Reagan and the U.S.-backed right-wing yeah. group used cocaine to fuel that initiative. And that is interesting for, one, the historical context because it, it does expose some truly horrible things that many people are not aware of, surprisingly are not aware. People They're, died to hide that information. Yeah. And... Almost like the Bothan spies. Yeah. <laughs> many of them died. And, and for those who aren't aware, there was that, <laughs> that surge of cocaine that was targeted into black and other minority neighborhoods and how the crack cocaine in, was just... Welcome hellish and widespread. We did that to our own people Dude, to make money and, and the, to force something else in another country. And then we threw all those people away. And and Homelander, in many respects, parallels to that. He's a tool. Exactly. Utilized, made. And it's that power that corrupts. It's that government influence. It's the pharmaceuticals where nobody gives a shit about human life of any kind, soup or otherwise. It's only about the money. And I, I did really like that tie-in. Yeah. To that story, because that smart. is a very dark chapter in American history. Well, think about it. The 80s. That's yeah. not a long time ago. No. Well, we like to look back at our country and the atrocities that we've committed as if it was ancient history. No, the oh, people that who was did so those decisions, the people who made those decisions are still working. Listen, I love NASA, but let's not forget that NASA was built on the back of a fucking Nazi. The reason why we have the yeah. space program today is because of a Nazi who is responsible for killing thousands and thousands of Jews. Yeah. Rocket technology, though. So when you hear something like this, this isn't made up. There are no. people out it's there who don't know this news. Pushing crack cocaine into the streets yeah. of minority Welcome cities. Welcome to the CIA. Yeah. So they can create instability. Yeah. Well, and they, it, they still do it to this day. Well, and oh, that's the yeah. thing too is like the CIA is corrupt in real life, obviously, with some of these things. But Huey and his connection to Newman in this CIA organization is just as corrupt. Yeah, and finding that out, I will say, like the end of episode one had a lot of violence that I talked to Mike about. That I was like, I didn't feel was super necessary. It, we just held on some of it really long. It was light on story and very yeah. heavy on grotesque graphic. graphic violence and again i just don't understand, understand why, why you need that like yes i understand you got to sell that idea and i'm okay with graphic violence listen to our first two seasons of discussions <laughs> it works yeah but i want to make sure it continues to work in in favor and in tandem of story well and i not said in replacement of story and i said to mike and i'll ask you ryan how much better would it have been had we found out she was a soup in this episode with this death Rather than at the end of season two, had Huey been following and thinking something's happening and then she's the head popper revealed in the beginning of season three and we're like, oh, fuck. Yeah, no, I, I mean, it instead, been, it just yeah. felt like we're waiting for her to maim someone violently. Like we knew that guy was dead from like the moment right. he started following her. Oh, yeah, I, I think I don't know, that's that's just where like the violence felt over the like Mike said, over the top and not really replacing the story. Just we're spending so much time watching this jawless, feel fucked like, up face gurgle and choke to death. You know what it is? And I think maybe this is just I think it's one of those things where they knew in the first two seasons they did, you know, this, 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 and this with violence. And it's they've they've backed themselves into a corner going, okay, well, we need to up the violence you don't to a always point. need to up the violence. I, I 
I I'm getting there. No, I know. But I'm, the point, like Agreed. the point is, is like they they've backed themselves into a corner and they think, well, shit, we people watch this show for the violence. We you need got, to, to one up. We got to one yeah, up ourselves. Yeah. And and I can understand that thinking to a point, but at the same time, I just never would think of Kripke falling into that faux pas of like, okay, it's kind of hacky. Yeah, it is, and it's, it's what it, ruined The Walking Dead. Yeah, it's like that's oh, what I told three, you. Yeah. Re, three really good seasons. Well, what can we do to, Let's to improve violence. it? Let's just make a lot of crazy violence and not really focus on story. And it, it's it's weird to me because I would never lot Krippy into that thought process yeah. ever because of how good he is. And I think maybe it's less him and more Amazon. Maybe I think it's the producers of Seth Rogen and that other gentleman. I can never remember his I name. I too. And, I think they're. I think Kripke wants to tell a story and he might be, we had this discussion a little bit ago where he has never had this kind of public notoriety. He's never had this freedom. He's always been doing the yeah. best he can to keep his show on been for the another underdog. week. And now he doesn't have that stipulation. And I, and a lot of the cringe, gross out humor, violence, all of that screams garbage pail kids. <laughs> and that's the kind of person in humor that Seth Rogen is if you've looked at a lot oh, of his other work, garbage like sausage, kid, so. he's a garbage pail kid. He kind of looks like one. Like yeah. the, the sausage <laughs> fest, the sausage fest movie was a prime example of that. It's just this dick and gross humor for the yeah, sake of. Sounds it. like my third mic in <laughs> on this show. And I think that is putting a lot of pressure on. Let's one up it. Let's do this because yeah. the whole opening of episode one. I think there could have been a good way to have the audience feel like the boys lost a, a soup to corporate involvement that really deserved to go to jail and instead was like, but we could have a giant dick sequence instead. That'd be funny. If you're five, like that. I mean, I laughed. I, I, I don't disagree with the idea of they're watching soups because they can cause harm and violence to people. But I feel like this was just more of a stumbling upon by chance rather than finding a soup who we as the audience hated and we're like, yeah, fuck that soup. They catch him and we're like, yeah, we got one. And then the CIA had come in and like knock on the door. Hey, we're taking this guy away. You get three nobodies instead because he's protected. That would have pissed all of us off. And we would have been far more invested in butcher yeah. and their yeah. pl plight. Instead, we're just watching this giant penis explode and he's trying to get in my ass. And I'm just like, it feels like juvenile. Can you humor. please take that and turn that into yeah, a drop? Oh, it is. Thank uh, you. I've already marked Christ it. Almighty. It just feels like juvenile humor. And that's coming from this show. Okay. So listen, I feel like we're, we're pretty much saying we're all, we're saying this repeatedly and I feel like it can be streamlined down to yeah. one thing. Yeah. And it's simply that violence is fine and it is comical, but we always need to make sure. And we hope that these writers always make sure they privilege story yeah. over the graphic violence and simply use that graphic violence no different than uh, a particular writing device that you might employ right. in a script. It's right. simply a tool. And don't overuse that tool because then it loses its effect. The reason why season one and season two were so impactful is because we weren't used to seeing that on television. Yeah. And it was so, so shocking, some of those things. And it was a good parallel to all the Marvel superhero movies that made it look like innocent fun. Right. Maybe that's another thing. Maybe we have grown accustomed to the violence. So they are feeling the need that they have to one up it. Like Ryan was saying, maybe, yeah. maybe they're in a, a no win situation. You know, a catch 22. They, like, you think about it this way. If they don't do that violence, 
people are going to be upset. I don't think they have to not do the violence. I think, like Mike said, it just needs more of a narrative impact. There might be people that would complain, oh, it's not the same show. Where's the violence? Yeah. No. I need violence. Yeah, I need pee hole explosions. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> quick quick hit on some of the other characters. Starlight is now co-cap, always hot, now co-captain and kind of under Homelander's thumb because he has thumb. zero fucks to give anymore. And that'll I got be- my thumb for Okay. <laughs> but that'll be interesting to see what happens there. You I know. Give her a thumbs up. I would. I'd give her two thumbs up. Right up in the B hole. Not the P hole. Not the P hole. The B hole. Yeah, I would explain. Never mind. Okay. okay. <laughs> that she's in another shitty situation. Feels very reminiscent of season two where yeah. she's playing like double agent to keep everything smooth yeah. and everyone alive. Um, I think it's interesting what they've done with her. At first, I was thinking, oh, this feels like take two. Yeah. But they have now put the target firmly on her back. Yeah. And that does raise the stakes. If she is the alleged leader of this group now, there's going to be people gunning for her. Yeah, that's true. Mainly Homelander. Yeah, that's the one person you don't want gunning for you. And look at what happened at the end of the episode. He completely manipulated the entire situation and forced her essentially to go public on a relationship that's not existent. So he can control her. And that's the position of being put as co-captain dead to her. Yeah. So it does raise the stakes for her and she did need something because no, she did. the opening she two keep... episodes felt a little bit like she was on the back burner. Yeah. And this third episode, you know, effectively, you effectively move, brought her to the surface. You had to move her into direct conflict with him. Yeah. No longer this kind of pussyfooting around situation. Yeah. Which is what some of the other seven characters have kind of been doing. Like Queen Maeve is betraying the seven, working for Butcher, providing intel. But other than like one scene has been completely non-existent. Mm-hmm. She's one of those characters that I do feel like maybe has to get killed off simply because what else is she doing? At this point, who's your who's on your list of of kill your kill list? My my kill list, unless they start doing a redemption arc, a train. He has been in three episodes, two of which were just poking fun at how fat he got. And the third one is finally moving something towards a maybe you shouldn't be in the seven anymore. They've got a new speedster. Let's take this character in a different direction. If they don't do some sort of redemption arc that we've talked about in the first two seasons. Because he's just still a piece of shit. He doesn't yeah. really serve a narrative purpose anymore. His his scenes are just him being selfish and stupid. So they either need to advance that or kill him off. Queen Maeve, I'd like to see some more merit. I'd like to see her fight Homelander and be fed up and go down swinging because she's supposed to be the Wonder Woman, and I'd like to see how powerful she is. Especially after she, that that final scene that was that impactful yeah. girl fight scene, yeah, which was so awesome. I felt like that was such a great way to elevate her yeah and now they've done nothing with her so i'm hoping there's something with her brewing either make something continue that story or just move her or just move her off the chessboard maybe the deep i i also don't feel like is bringing anything other than crude humor and jokes and and uncomfortable moments to the show because he's not really redeemed and yet he's back here and i i don't know i just I don't feel like there's enough. I feel like when I see certain characters' scenes, they're not super relevant. So MM is another one where he's very expendable at this point. 
Well, and they're moving towards that with him, with the background of him and Soldier Boy and his family. I, that's going to come to a head, and probably yeah. Soldier Boy will kill him. Yeah. And then that's going to pass that curse down, as he said, to his kid about always hunting this monster. Yep. Um, Frenchie, I fucking honestly don't know what he's doing other than breathing, getting dildo pegged by some Russian gangster. I mean, she, I might let her dildo peg me. I mean, kind of hot. He's got that dominatrix. Kink yeah. going. I'm not into that, but I'd be open to it with her. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's some docking. Could they kill her, him off? Maybe. I feel like we said this earlier. I do feel like the boys needs a hit to on one of their members to really push them toward because Huey's now there he's too important but he's now there where we have to play dirty we have to play by their rules butcher is right because otherwise it's always rigged so that's going to come at a cost someone has to pay that price well maybe Kamiko, but her powers make that almost a, a there's always point. a price to pay difficult. there's always a price to pay when you choose to be as ruthless as your enemy and I think MM is in a position to be as ruthless because when he, if Soldier Boy's alive, he'll want him dead. That'll cause conflict, and that could result in his death. Yeah, and push things forward. Um, Kamiko, she's we know she's struggling with her powers. She doesn't like what she is or or has been for this whole time. She's kind of half in the whole group only because of Frenchie. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what they're gonna do with her when those kids witnessed. Yeah. The murder Ooh. of what it was, what was it, Mickey Mouse? Whatever. The Homelander mascot. Oh, that, yeah. I mean, that was, I think, a, a flag saying this is going to be a part of her story. Yeah. You know, for that, sure. That she doesn't want to take part in the in traumatizing people, you know, forcing them to witness violence. Because obviously she blamed herself for what happened at Brave Maeve's inclusive world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. I want a shirt that says that. I really do. <laughs> I'm still interested in Kamiko. I feel like there's a yeah, lot there. There's I a lot like of mystery more. behind her character that we've barely. And a lot of pain. Yeah. I, I feel like she's one of the more interesting characters. Yeah. And I do not want her to go yet. Um, Huey, he's kind of realized he's been played a fool. I'm happy to see him back on the side with the boys and him kind of wake up to Butcher's crude, if true, mentality. Newman's an interesting one because she seems manipulated by her father figure, Stan Edgar, her adoptive dad. But she doesn't seem evil. She's killed a lot of people. Does it seem like she's, um, she possibly drank the Kool-Aid? Like she is not evil, but she truly believes in what Edgar's I, yes, doing. Yes. I think and, she believes in his vision of whatever yes. the fuck of a safer world or a super policed world or some weird playing a part to keep the bad people out and advance the good people or something to that effect. I do see her being Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. Believing in the cause because she genuinely l- appears to like Huey. Yeah. And she seems like a genuine she doesn't seem ruthlessly evil. I don't know. We'll see. But I, I mean, so far, I think we've kind of said a lot of our, our bits on this first three episodes that it's still got a lot of the same important commentary, social, political, cultural. It's still got a lot of the stuff that makes this show fantastic. The acting is still great. The, the special effects are still fantastic. It just feels like we've, 
we've started to border into unnecessary shock and and gore for the sake of it rather for, than for narrative purpose and i that concerns me a little bit when i know herogasm is coming up in this season yeah i don't want i don't want this show to go beyond that point to where it isn't taken seriously anymore because it has some very important things to say i want this to remain a political and social satire yeah. not yeah. Simply satire. Correct. And that's where I fear if they're not careful, that arrogance of we can get away with anything. Let's always up the ante. will push them, which is the there's, risk. there's a precipice you can reach there. Yeah. So, although, I mean, there, are, I, I don't know. I'm torn on their little mockery of real world situations. Like the deeps trailer I, I was like, this is the stupidest fucking thing. And then oh, Billy, for the Billy Hallmark, Zane. For the like, Hallmark movie? Yeah, like, this is fucking I'm, great, dude. I was dying laughing, but I'm like, this is the dumbest fucking shit. Yeah, well, have watching. you ever watched a Hallmark fucking commercial? Oh, yeah, it's no, exactly it's 100% like the same thing. Or like the, the in the first episode, the Joss Wheaton, Zack Snyder director's cut with oh, the director. Yeah. He's like, you're a fraud. Tony Gilroy had to reshoot all your shit. And he's like, I'm a fraud. I'm a, thanks for... Pushing the was it the Blake cut or something? Yeah, like the Burt cut the or Burt, something. Oh, yeah, I do like those jabs at modern society and things that have happened, but that's another one of those things. I'm like, I, I be careful with that because too much would just become like you said, like it would become like mockery and a parody. I'd want it to stay serious. I want those points to really be relevant, not just for the fuck of it. I do like them poking fun of all the 50,000 streaming services that one company Dude, has. Dude, that one, yeah. What Dude, is it? Vot Max, Vot Mundo, Vot Plus, and all this. is so fucking great. Because how many times do we on our shows make fun that AT&T at one HBO point now. had like eight different streaming services when they launched HBO Max and people are like, wait, what is HBO Max? What's HBO Go? What's HBO Now? What's AT&T streaming? What's DirecTV? Which mm-hmm. is all owned by one company. By one company. Yeah. So I, I do like brilliant. Those. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So I think we can get into final thoughts. Now, Ryan, let's start with you. What are your final thoughts on the first three as a whole, what we've seen of season three so far? I, I'm torn and, and, and not, and I don't mean to be Nate. I'm not trying to be negative. Yeah. I just, I'm torn because I know we don't have very many episodes. Yeah. Five left. And I know that we, we, we don't have a lot. We don't know what's going on. Like, I, I mean, we do and we don't. We have a basis of, you know, they're looking for Soldier Boy, the weapon that killed, air quotes, killed Soldier Boy. We're getting some backstory on the team that he was on, which is fucking psychotic. And <laughs> Bunch of fucking dweebs. What, what, what was the name of the uh, Paycheck? The or, or, uh, payback? Payback. 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 Yeah. Paycheck. Pay, paycheck. That's a good movie. They were there for a paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, they were. They um, certainly didn't earn it. <laughs> those guys were putzes. I did Unless laugh. They were with working the, for the other side. Yeah. I did laugh with the mosquito guy getting hit by the missile. Dude, I, dude, I, I died I, laughing. I knew, as soon as he as flew as he away, flew, you knew. I was like, dude, you're, you're dead. Yeah, you're dead. Bro. I started laughing at that. Um, Cowards always die first. I learned that when I watched Jurassic <laughs> Park in '94 when the guy tried to hide in the bathroom. Except for saving Private Ryan. <sighs> sad now. Now it's sad. I hate that character. Yeah. Um, I just, uh, I, I, I don't know. I'm on the fence. I, I'm, I'm excited. I, I, I agree with the violence, but at the same time, I laughed at most of the scenes you guys were making fun of because I have a dirty mind. 
So the fact when they get, he went in the guy's pee hole and exploded, I, I fucking almost peed my pants laughing. I, I thought it was hilarious. Um, I laughed when, uh, you know, the deep had to eat his octopus friend, Tommy, you know, it is what it is, dude. Like I, it's what it is, as if it's a part of real life. Yeah, yeah that's just what, what happens. It Sometimes it you eat your cannibal, you cannibalize your friends. But it's not, you eat your pets. it's not cannibalism. Sometimes you didn't you eat, eat a human. Friends. Sometimes you, they look at you and beg for their life and you just have to eat them. Yeah. I, I imagine that's how Jeffrey Dahmer felt. Oh, Christ. That was all mine. Were you his lawyer? Because you're doing holy shit. <laughs> doing some great work right now. Justifying cannibalism. He, he's dead already. It doesn't matter. He fried for what he did. Oh, my God. Uh, the, the point is, Actually, is I, he got stabbed with a. Oh, that's right. He got shanked. with a broomstick up his ass. That's, that's right. He got in prison. Shanked. The moment he entered Gen Pop, Can he you died. Imagine? Hey, guys, I'm finally in Gen Pop. You're dead. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm on the fence and I I think it's one of those things where if this were supernatural, I'd be scared, but because it's Kripke and because it's the boys, I have a feeling that we're going to, the next episode is going to answer quite a few questions. I I think it has to, um, I'm, I'm on the board with you guys as far as thinking that someone needs to off I think just yeah. maybe the season or what it is. There's a lot of characters. There's a lot of characters. There's a lot of characters, and I think it's it's a lot it's, of characters that aren't doing anything. Anything. Yeah. yeah. So as far as the first three episodes, um, I definitely think it's promising. I don't think it's as groundbreaking as the first season. Um, the first season was almost literal perfection. It really was. Uh, it, it, literal perf- TV perfection. Yeah. Um, but I'm also not saying this is bad. Um I'm just going to group them all into one number. Mm-hmm. It's going to basically, it's one, one number. Um, I'm going to give this an 87. Um, I okay. feel like there was a few things that just overall, I understand your guys' points about like the, the violence and like to just the yeah. gratuitous violence for violence sake. Um, I think personally they've upped their ante with the, the funny, you know, social climate references, mm. um, which I did laugh at all of them. I thought they were funny as hell. I mean, the brave Mave all inclusive kingdom was probably one of the that. funniest things I've ever fucking seen because I, I was waiting for Disney to try that. Yeah. Uh, I think Mike's right. I think there is like a construction site on one of their uh, Disneyland. They're getting, rid of, they're getting rid of adventure land and they're replacing it with that to, to explore your sexuality. Adventure. I land. will literally. Hey boys and girls. Hi. Oh, wait, we don't say boys and girls anymore. Hi, they, them. Hi, gender neutral persons. We banned that. I forgot. <laughs> I, I'm not even a mouse. Uh, what is he now? He identifies a as a bipedal mammal. <laughs> 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 uh, I, yeah. So 87, I think it's, 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 uh, it's good. I just, I don't know. There's something about it. I think you guys are right. Mm. I think there's just something that is a little off, but maybe, maybe it'll rectify it in the next couple episodes. Yeah. And I, and I, I have full faith. Um, yeah. I think a part of that is the restructuring. It's a new chapter. And I think that's too, yeah. it's, you know, they, they, they've told their stories that with the first two seasons and now it's time to, to try to a different story. And I think the restructuring and, and getting us kind of set towards a new story may take a little time. So again, 87, not terrible, not, you know, it's not, a, it's not the first season. Right. Mike, what about you? What are your final thoughts on this so far? I mean, overall, it's a great series still. Mm-hmm. Even if it might have sounded that we were negative or being negative, that's definitely not the case. 
we're just simply being honest with our thoughts like yeah. we like we do on these shows and it isn't the first season or second season the first three episodes were a little rough and i feel like a lot of that does have to do with what we had just mentioned a few moments ago there's a bit of restructuring they're laying down the groundwork for a new chapter season two did bring a lot of things to a close there were some open-ended aspects as well, which is what we're dealing with now. But overall, it does feel like they are restructuring and getting us ready because the season is now not about Butcher seeking revenge necessarily. Right. It's more about them finding a weapon that can kill Homelander, and it's revolving around Soldier Boy's uh, alleged death and this weapon that killed him. So I understand what they're doing. I do have minor issues with some of the violence because I, first off, I, I don't want new listeners thinking we are, a, we are one of those people who are like, Oh, it's too graphic. I don't mind violence. In fact, one of my favorite film horror films is hostile. And oh that movie's God. disgusting, but really? it, but there's a, it's why maybe that's a little too much. It's not one of my favorite. It's on my top 50, but, you probably. Enjoy it. but I enjoy it because Oof. there's, there is social Can't commentary there. There is a social commentary on the callous nature of humanity and yeah. how you have to one up in your life experiences in order to feel alive. So if I can find meaning in a, a B film like Hostel, then I, I'm okay with, with, the, with the violence and the boys, but it has to serve a purpose. What was, your, what was the meaning you got from Human Centipede? I've never watched that. I can't. That's just a dumb movie. <laughs> yeah, that's just torture porn. <laughs> but hey, key word there, or key phrase there, torture porn, that's what I don't want this to turn into. Yes. And I felt like yeah. there's a few scenes in that these three episodes that. that started to veer into simply torture porn. Yeah. And that's not, I'm, I don't, I'm not I'm here not into to, that. I, yeah, I don't want to watch that. I, I'm typically a MILF kind of guy. So dumb. <laughs> what is that? We're talking about porn, right? Uh, the, the, the deep stuff. And I, maybe I'm soft. I, I don't know. I, I, I just don't like the perversion of innocence, nor do I like the mistreatment of animals yeah. for the sake of humor. And even though it's fake, it's still the idea of it. And it just, it just doesn't yeah. go over well with me. I was okay with the whale and the dolphin stuff in the first two seasons because there was a, a purpose to it. It was about just completely showing the ineptness of, of the deep, no matter what he tried. He failed because yeah. he's a loser. I understand that. Well, like the with, lobster was a great example of that. Yeah. The lobster was trying to save it. It's killed. Right. That, that sucked, but, but it also meant something to the story and his, his place and what he was trying to do and how he felt. Whereas the octopus just felt that felt like certain people in the room. Like, come on, that'll be funny. We'll just fucking do that. And, and, I, I agree with you on that. Yeah. So I'm going to rate these a little differently. Okay. I was going to average it out, but I'm just going to quickly go through this. So episode one is probably 84%. Episode two is probably also 84%. And even though episode three had that animal stuff, it's a stronger episode because I felt like they were finally getting Moving to work. towards things. They were finally getting to work on on the actual character development of the series. So it's a little stronger. I'm going to give that one an 87%. Okay. Um, yeah, I, a very similar sentiment. I think that 
if you're not careful, because I said this to Mike as well uh, earlier today, it's the same thing that Walking Dead fell victim to, which was, what if we just had more violence for the sake of shock and upping the violence rather than narrative purpose? Because I, too, I don't have a problem with violence generally. I love Tarantino movies. I, I like it when it, I love the first two seasons of this show, when it makes sense and is narratively relevant, when it's just there for the sake of it. That's when I start to question, because a golden rule for me that I always look at is, do you really need this scene? Do you really need this to show to move your plot along or is this just there for the fuck of it and there were some elements that felt like it was there for almost a torture porn level i too am a, since getting a dog i'm a complete i'll fully admit more of a, a wimp when it comes to torturing any sort of animal digital obviously digital or not it, it bothers me with how some of the stuff has gone and I'm afraid I don't want it to get to a point where people don't look at it seriously because it is a show that has a lot of important things mm -hmm. to say. And that's my biggest fear is that that's I don't want to, point. I don't want it to get to a point like other shows put egg on my face later where I tell people, this is an amazing show. It really means something you should watch it. And then what they see is exploding penis <laughs> that undermines <laughs> A lot My of penis what is going to explode later today undermines uh, a lot of what the show's about. And uh, so I don't want it to push that to the point where gross. I can't take it seriously anymore. But that being said, despite some of the flabbiness, it is still a really well done show and a, a way above and beyond a lot of other things that are out there. So I'm, I'm going to average like Ryan did for these because it's kind of hard otherwise and give everything an 85 I'd feel, I feel like everything's in a solid B range. Some moments were weaker. Some moments were stronger. Wow. But I'm really hoping for more from the next five. Yeah. So, they got to come out the box. Swinging. They, they got to accelerate Shit or get off the pot. I want an episode to blow me away. Not shock the fuck out of me. He wants yeah. a, he There's wants a an episode difference. to blow his penis away. Not like that. Not, not like that. Sure. Yes. Not like episode one. Not into that. <laughs> no. Not into penis exploding? You're not no. into pee hole play? I'm not into having it look like, you know, an exploded <laughs> hot dog. It's a thing, man. I don't I It don't is get a it. thing. Not I mean, into th it. There are truly people who shove shit up their pee hole and get off. I called I, sounding. Do not Google that. It is one of the most disturbing don't fetishes. Understand it. I don't get it. Ow. Yeah. I just get an STD if I wanted it to feel like razor blades. Oof. Oh. What happened to the good old days where you just used to put shove your penis in a vagina? When you used to just shove a gerbil up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> now they shove animal people. cruelty, man. Now it's people. Oh. <laughs> Save the gerbil, shove a person. Oh. <laughs> Remember when it used to be like, oh, fisting is so crazy. Now it's, now it's pee hole sex. Yeah. <laughs> like, when did that become normal? What's wrong with people? Like, I, listen, I'm not judging you out there if you're into pee hole play, right? but it's just. It's, it's not judgment. Just, I just, just don't understand. Know that you're, <laughs> just know that you're in a very small demographic. Yes. Okay. It's got to be like 0.0%. Probably about as small as your pee hole. Oh, <laughs> not anymore. Oh. <laughs> All right. Oh, Jesus Christ. So that's going to do it here for our discussion of the first three episodes of The Boys Season 3. We want to thank everybody who's taken the time to listen to this. Remember, this has been a longer discussion of the first three episodes. So if you recommend this to a friend, which we highly recommend you do uh, give them that perhaps heads up, but thank you everyone for listening and we'll see you with our discussion of episode four. You should fuck off Huey.